0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Joanne Baudre Uh Today's date is December 3rd, 2023. I uh, hope everyone is well. Uh, this is my podcast, Life Musings, Reflections and Stories. And for any companies or corporations or uh, businesses wish to uh, sponsor my podcast, that would be great. Just reach out um and uh if you want to be in partnership or whatever or if you want to be interviewed please uh give me a shout out uh and you can reach me through wherever you listen to podcasts but today i'm interviewing uh, a a lady who is from victoria on vancouver island in british columbia uh, as part of canada in our country of canada And her name is Lindsay Ransom, and she is a holistic healer and mindset coach. And I don't know a lot about any of this, so this is going to be an interesting podcast because I'm going to be educated, I'm sure. How are you, Lindsay? Hello. Hello. I'm doing very
1: well today. How are you doing?
0: Oh, not too bad. How is the weather in uh, Victoria? (laughs) Right now, it is dark and rainy
1: but it's actually been pretty nice out for, for the rainy season. It hasn't been too cold, so oh, I that's, can't Yeah,
0: so you're 6 o'clock in the morning at your end, and I'm 9 o'clock in the morning at my end in Ontario. <laughs> so it's still dark. Um, I So I thank you for reaching out to me through Instagram. You never know who is going to contact me. But uh, my husband studied... Uh, about a year, just on the sideline, uh, a bit about natural medicine and supplements. And uh, for a while, we sold some of those kinds of products, which we love. And uh, we really are a big advocate for holistic type of healing, but I don't really know what that is per se specifically. But we, we like to take our vitamins and our supplements. And uh, But that's about it. So I wonder, Lindsay, if you could give us an idea of what it is that you do. And I thank you so much for being my guest on my podcast today. So go
2: ahead.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it very much. Um, Yeah. So I really got into holistic healing because when when I've dealt with some things myself, it kind of came to light that it's hard to heal one thing without healing another. Okay. And the holistic um, aspect is to focus on the body as a whole. So that would include, you know, mind, body, and spirit.
0: Okay. Mind, body, Um, and spirit. Okay. Yeah.
1: So the whole, the whole package. Um, Yeah. When I, uh, when I was injured years ago, like it was, uh, it was interesting going from doctor to doctor, trying to get, some help trying to get relief with pain and everything and uh, what,
0: what happened if you don't mind me asking how were you injured
1: oh. well so <laughs> there's a bit of a story
0: I, uh, I I used to be a roofer oh my goodness yeah many years
1: ago now and uh it uh it, it was something I really enjoyed actually <laughs> working outdoors and, and I really enjoy rock climbing so it was kind of like that you know working with ropes and climbing and lots of steep things and I enjoy physical activity a lot. But uh, there was one November that uh, my boss would always go on holiday. So I was always working by myself, and which, which wasn't unusual. <clears throat> I did work by myself quite a bit doing work on my own. I started my own company as well. But, oh, good for you. But at this point, you know, it was, it was in November, and it was frosty, and it was just one of those jobs that just didn't... <laughs> Didn't go well, so oh. I finished the top of the roof, thankfully, and it was, that was about, you know, three stories up, but I was oh working God. on a skirt roof. So one of the roofs that kind of goes around the house that's just really short. Okay. Goes over the garage and over the front door and everything, so lots of cables and crickets and everything. Oh my so God. I was kind of working my way around, and normally I'd be using ladders with jacks and a plank to stand on, but this particular new house built there is no backfill on the ground and being on the island
0: everything yeah. gets blasted to be able to build like they've got to blast into the rock oh so yeah. there's a lot of rock on vancouver island i didn't know that
1: one big hard rock yeah so oh i mean unless you're building in a bog or something like that and to level the ground they're always blasting to build a, mm. a flat space kind,
0: to- kind of sounds like sudbury just <laughs> being a mining town <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where we live here, Greater Sudbury. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're up on the roof in one specific uh, section.
1: Yeah. I was just working on a really short section, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was just up on the roof, and there was nowhere to rope off to. It's just a flat wall where I was, so I was just kind of scuttling along, and and yeah, not having any ladders on the grounds, so it was too uneven to be able to set up any sort of plank, <clears throat> and yeah, i was Going back, I was trying to make my way back to the window to grab more material, and I saw my air gun teetering on the edge of one of the gables, and I was like, "Oh, I better grab that so it doesn't fall and smash on the ground." Yeah. So I had to go grab it, and as I did, the air hose that was uh, lying across the roof kind of shifted and went right under my foot, and oh. I stepped on it, and my foot slipped out, and yeah. uh kind of just slipped off the edge of the roof, and I was like, "Oh." here we go
0: oh <laughs> so, no so you 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 <laughs> felt that <laughs> moment oh my goodness I've
2: got goosebumps of,
1: yeah my heavy tool belt just kind of like pulled me down a bit and I
2: Oh, I like, well
1: tucked in I was like tucked in well but no there was no well wow. you know, I just kind of fell on my right side which uh injured my right shoulder and my right side of my ribs and my hip Oh, my and God. I was since working on the site by myself. on it. Like, it was a whole new construction, um, whole new
0: construction kind of build. There was tons of houses there that we'd already done. Yeah. And so, yeah, as I, as I laid there, I was like, well, try to get up. And I could get up on all fours, but I couldn't quite. So you fell on your back?
1: Yeah, I fell on my side because I, I tried oh. to just, like, not fall right on my head because the way it the, it kind of fell off the roof. It kind of sent me trajectory. Yeah. in Not a good way. So I managed to turn, but yeah, it was my whole right side that I landed on.
0: Oh,
2: jeez. <clears throat>
1: on the rocky ground there.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And so yeah, it pushed my shoulder in and my hip, and I broke a couple ribs, but I couldn't quite stand up after that. And luckily, I had my wonderful dog with me. Oh, good. Aussie track. She is a, <laughs> a white husky malamute. Oh. She was a pretty special, special girl.
0: What was her name? The name of your dog?
1: Her full name was Positive Traction. (laughs) (laughs) Positive. (laughs) Pauzy.
0: Oh my gosh. That's the
1: name here because uh, he's, he was big into
0: rock crawling, uh, racing. Okay. uh, Truck racing up mountains.
1: So yeah, she always had all four tires spinning at once.
0: Oh my Uh, goodness. It sounds like a special dog. So your dog yeah, was with she, you when you fell off the yeah. roof.
1: Yeah, luckily yeah. she came over and uh, stood over me, and I had the wind knocked out of me. Yeah. And she, uh, she stood over me and just started barking. Okay. I'm barking, barking, and she got the attention of the electricians next door. Good. The house that we'd previously worked on, and so they came over and you know called the ambulance and helped us out, which was great. Yeah. Uh, but you know my experience wasn't that great. After that, I went to the hospital, and they x-rayed me, and they said they couldn't really find anything wrong with me besides a couple of broken ribs. Like my second and third rib were broken off, kind of cracked at the spinal junction.
0: Oh my gosh! <clears throat> so, that must have been makes- so painful. Oh yeah, chapers. <laughs>
1: yeah, it did not feel good.
0: <laughs> no. But and what about your shoulder because you had fallen on your left side which would have yeah. affected your shoulder what what yeah, did they right
1: side. Yeah. oh your
0: right side okay
1: but it was kind of pushed in in a whole new position
0: oh my gosh were yeah. they able to push it back out let's say or have a chiropractor come in or
1: well so that's that's kind of one of the reasons why again I had to kind of find a way to heal myself because They said they couldn't see any breaks, but because in the x-ray, everything was just dark. It was just black because there was so much internal bleeding in my shoulder. Oh, so. Because they couldn't see any, like, you know, fracture lines or cracks or anything like that. They said, well, we can't see a break. And I'm like, well, the whole thing's been blasted.
0: (laughs) Oh, so it's full of blood in that area.
1: Yeah. They kind of just caught me full of morphine and sent me home. They're like, there's nothing we can do about broken ribs right you know they just heal on their own so right. you know just <laughs> so they gave me an arm sling gave me a whole bunch of morphine until i could stand up because my hip was so swollen my hip was just jeez you know, tripled in size and just purple from landing on there so they said my iliac bones were compressed in my hips
0: oh how many yeah. feet how many <laughs> feet was it that you had fallen from the roof to the floor to the ground about it
1: wasn't here. I think it was like maybe between 16
2: and 19, 16 or 18 feet. Oh my gosh, that's that's far enough.
1: To the top of the skirt roof down to like the bottom of the foundation of the house.
2: Gee.
0: So. And then when they sent you home, they didn't think that maybe a CAT scan or an MRI would be suitable after, let's say, the blood dissipates? Yeah, it was it was one of
1: those things. I kind of wish I went to a different hospital.
0: Yeah. But the, like <laughs> the main hospital here is just, it's always been busy okay um, so if they don't you know i don't know yeah it was just
1: a poor experience overall
0: yeah it sounds <laughs> I, sounds I wish terrible i have
1: just left that one and went to, on to a different hospital and got a second opinion right away but yes
0: was, uh, you know i went home try to tough it
1: out because i was just so used to just toughing yeah.
0: it yeah yeah but coming up with of morphine with broken ribs oh Wow. And that's so hard on your, on you and your stomach and and all yeah. of that. So how many weeks did it become okay enough for you to kind of, or did it ever become okay enough? Or were you still suffering with pain weeks and months later?
1: Definitely still suffering weeks and months later. It was one of those things where because they couldn't find anything right away, yeah. so they just said, set- fine you know you'll just do some physio and carry on so i was at home trying to recover but i was like you know with my hip and everything i wasn't moving around a lot i was sitting in one place stuck in a chair and just trying to trying to heal but really not knowing how and so as time went on eventually i was sent to physiotherapy yeah but i could barely take care of myself at home my husband was off at work all the time and uh I was supposed to have some, you know, help yeah. from, this was a work injury. So workers' compensation usually sends, you know, whatever kind of home care and things like that you need. But dealing with them was a whole nother can of worms because the person they assigned to my case was on holiday. And then when she came back, she wasn't very interested in helping me because the lack of you know diagnosis from the hospital it was just like oh you hurt your shoulder or you hurt your hip but the only thing that shows up was a couple cracked ribs oh so oh you're really not you know you're not that hard up it's just a couple cracked ribs and you'll be okay I'm like oh <laughs> i had nerve damage all throughout my back and it felt like i had stabbing pains all throughout my ribs like
2: oh my gosh
1: I couldn't lie down I couldn't sit properly
0: everything everything hurt from head to toe So your your life drastically changed in in seconds mm-hmm. In seconds I'm so sorry that you had to go through this It um must have been devastating you know one minute you're walking around and next minute you're at the hospital and uh, workplace hazards or anything that can happen in a, in a split second, a traffic accident, you don't realize how your life can change so drastically. How did you cope? My God, how did you cope with all this ongoing pain? And I'm, I'm assuming you weren't able to work as a roofer anymore.
1: Oh, you're very right about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, my boss really wanted me to come back to work that's for sure but uh no that wasn't going to happen no i was kind of on a mission at that point to to figure out exactly what was going on with my shoulder and it was my dominant arm so doing everything was extremely difficult i had to switch arms and try to carry on but like i just knew there was something else going on deep within my shoulder so i was going I did go back to my doctor and try to request a another scan, an MRI, anything to get a better idea of what I was dealing with. Yes. <laughs> but they kept saying, you know, it's it's just residual pain. It's all in your head. It, it's just, oh. you know, it's just nerve damage, just permanent nerve damage.
0: Wow, you know, but, and so they declined to give you an MRI or CAT scan? Is uh,
1: it? luckily I had a really great doctor. Okay. Dr. was really great and he listened to me. Everyone else just, because they sent me to specialists and uh, they just, you know, they'd look me over and say, "You're fine. Carry on. Just yeah. go to physio. And at physiotherapy, they they kept trying to move my arm around mm-hmm. and do massage, and like do all these things, and I was just howling in pain. Like, don't do that. There's <laughs> yeah. so much. And like, even with my back and my shoulder, like my ribs and everything, they just kept saying, "The pain is just. It's just existing in your head. It's just residual pain. That's just like an imprint from before." And I'm like, I get what you're saying. But it still hurts like yeah. a, lot, a lot. I'm like, don't poke it. i like, it hurts so much.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: There's nothing wrong with your shoulder. Your shoulder's healed. It's been long enough. It's okay. Just I'm like, don't you dare touch it anymore. Yeah. You can't
2: handle
1: it. So to to fast forward a few months later, like this went on for a couple of years. Yeah. Until they finally like they did a type of scan where they were able to push my shoulder back in a way and really get in there with the MRI. They did the dye thing that I had to ingest. And it showed that my arm bone had like kind of punched the socket. Oh my and goodness. Disintegrated part
0: of my scapula. Oh my,
1: so it was just Missing, you know, it wasn't, there was nothing, nothing cracked or anything. It just kind of impacted. And it was like an impact fracture where it just kind of went poof into dust and blood. And that was, that was that. Yeah. So that's why I hurt so much when my shoulder was moving, it was just like my arm moving against a kind of yeah. like a permanent break, I guess you could
0: say. So, so this was your uh, regular doctor that believed you and and sent you for the fi- the the test, whereas the other specialists you went to see more or less kept saying it was just in your head, everything's healed. But it was your regular GP yeah, that. So it was your regular doctor that said, "No, let's investigate this further."
1: Yeah, he sent me for like three or four different scans until they could finally get a good picture of what was happening. Hmm. I mean, at that point, not knowing anything else about healing is just like it's just, it was just a search for what's wrong, which is what most people do. They're just like, "I need a diagnosis before I can, you know, yeah. find a way to move forward." Yeah,
0: and yeah. that's and that's an intelligent way to think about it. But unfortunately, some people give up when they feel their own doctors don't believe them. Sometimes, you know. But thankfully, you had a good doctor that believed you. And and then when they discovered all of this, uh, that there was f- further damage, how what was the next step in your life and that you took to to try to alleviate some of the pain?
1: So, for me, uh, it was yeah. They offered uh, to see a different specialist. Um uh, it was a really great one. And then he was a surgeon and he offered a bone graft surgery. Okay. And uh, I mean, looking back now, from what I know now, mm-hmm. I could, I maybe wouldn't have gotten the surgery. Like at that point in time in my life, I felt like I needed it because that's yeah. what I believed in. Like that's what I thought we needed. Yes. Not knowing then that it was... Like, I couldn't wrap my head around just, like, regrowing bones to that extent. Yes. But now, how very possible and very, a lot easier and less painful it is to just regrow bone. Because when you think about it, we regrow bone tissue all the time. Yeah, well, you know? I... Yeah. As like, we have broken bones all the time. You reset them and, and you literally grow the new tissue. But in my mind, I kept thinking, like, this is permanent because that's what i was told over and over is like this it's okay it's it's permanent but it's it's fine just move on stuff like that
0: so you went ahead and had the bone graft surgery on your shoulder
1: mm mm-hmm. so my hip bones connected to my shoulder bone and the recovery from that was not fun either so yeah yeah having them go into my hip and remove bone from that to put into my shoulder it was extremely painful
0: I had that done when I had scoliosis uh, my scoliosis surgery they oh. They cut back I was fifteen at sick kids and uh they cut uh where my hip bone is and took chunks of bone wrapped around the two steel rods thirteen inches in length around my crooked spine. I had a forty five degree oh. curvature. And uh, it took almost two years before I could have any feeling back in um, sensation in my back and my hip. And I'm older now and I suffer with a lot of arthritis in that both hips actually, but that one hip where they took pieces of the bone out. Uh, So obviously there's deterioration there. This is what they said. So yeah, I I live with uh, some days are worse with bad arthritic pain and i'm 67 so yeah when you're younger and you know any type of hip operation knee operation back surgery shoulder surgery it can be very painful but as you're older i can just imagine i was only 15 so i don't i don't remember that pain you know now but uh, it, it wasn't easy that's for sure
1: no kidding yeah no that's Recovery from those types of things is is never an easy time.
0: <laughs> no, no. So, you had the surgery. Uh, what about how old were you when you had all of this happen, Lindsay? Um,
1: let's see here. This was the injury happened in twenty fourteen.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, no, I'm, I'm eight now.
0: <laughs> okay, thirty eight so, now. Yeah. Okay, yeah,
1: nine years ago. Yeah.
0: Nine years ago. All nine right.
1: Years
0: ago. Yeah. So twenty. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> just
1: yeah.
0: Okay, so twenty
1: nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. That's
0: what I thought, but I I didn't want to yeah. make a mistake. So twenty nine years. Yeah, i always pretty good at frac at uh, adding and subtractions. <laughs> I
1: my fingers and toes out. I'm good. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my goodness so 29 when the accident 38 when you had the surgery or you no, you're 38 now, 30 now. Yeah.
1: So, so the surgery happened uh, four years later
0: oh four years later yeah. okay so that was
1: a very challenging four years of just a lot of physical pain like it
0: was <laughs> how did you cope pain? emotionally
1: well I mean not like it's true what they say if it doesn't kill you, it makes it you stronger because there came a point where I just had to just suck it up and carry on yeah but at the end of every day my my back, my neck, my shoulder, everything was so locked up like cement had been poured into my body at the end of the day like everything just pushing through the pain and I would just lie in bed and
2: cry oh. It was just—it
1: was just one of those things. Like I would—I was trying to just keep doing things, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, and just hide it because it was really hard on my husband as well. Yeah. Me in this kind of pain because after the accident, they—they they prescribed me
2: painkillers for I think a month after. Yes. And then all oh, these are really addictive, so we're not going to prescribe them to you because other people are getting addicted to them. And I'm like, well, I—I get that that happens to some people. I can assure you. That won't be me.
0: I really hated the pain drugs. I hated them so much. Yeah. They they caused me a, like, mental fog to the point where I couldn't, my memory was gone. Okay. Like, much,
1: I, I, like I play music. I play piano. I was learning guitar at the time. I, I play drums. Like, everything. I love telling jokes and stories. Everything that I normally did just disappeared out of my mind.
0: Oh, that's so odd. What kind of, what yeah. was your prescription, if you don't mind me asking? Was it... Uh, a morphine morphine still or
1: i can't remember if it was oxycontin or dilaudid i think it's oh. oxycontin oh
0: yeah okay
1: but yeah there was they were awful oh and you know and they barely would even get rid of the pain i was just so desperate to subside the pain to be able to sleep at night mm-hmm. to carry out through the day that there was just there wasn't a lot of options for that
0: we just watched a movie about the the person the drug company that uh developed OxyContin and oh, I think, yeah, Sarah Jessica's has, Parker's husband is in that movie. It was a wow. mind blowing movie how it after a while it doesn't work. And then uh, the, let's say if it, if it was OxyContin and then people keep taking more and more and then it just yeah, lies.
1: Just
0: yeah, yeah, it lies in your stomach. And uh, anyway, So,
1: so yeah, I guess looking back, I should be very grateful that they said, no, we're not going to keep prescribing this to you because such and such, like, I should be extremely grateful for that. At the time I was like, what, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do otherwise?
0: You know? Yeah. How do you cope with the pain and then still carry on with your life? So when they took you off this prescription, what did you do? How did you get past all of this?
1: Oh, I, I was drinking a bit, um. Trying to like just mask the pain, and it was, <clears throat> yeah, there, there really wasn't much I could do. It was just, yeah, so yeah, you, self-medicating and uh,
0: self-medicating, yeah, that's what people yeah, say, alcohol.
1: And, and that was terrible because I actually suffered with bipolar disorder. Okay, so I had a lot of
0: depression and suicidal thoughts for. 20 years of my life my daughter one of my daughters has bipolar as well and that is i'm i know she wouldn't mind me mentioning that because on one of my earlier podcasts uh jessica talks about having bipolar uh disorder and uh yeah it's uh it's a tough it's a tough thing to go through and all of those things that you mentioned is is similar to what our daughter goes through but it hasn't stopped her from living and she's a single mother of three boys and uh studying to get her BA in indigenous social work and uh but it's a it's a tough when she has a manic episode you know up or down the downs are the fixation on um on suicidal thoughts and it's a very scary thing to go through so were you also if you don't mind me asking on bipolar medicine or is it one or two bipolar that you were diagnosed um, with
1: so a long time ago yeah when I was diagnosed the doctor that I saw he went through a bunch of different diagnosis with the bipolar and like he said it's just all on a scale of different types of schizophrenia almost yes there wasn't really a bipolar one bipolar two diagnosis when I was diagnosed okay but i did have mania i did have manic episodes i had extreme highs and extreme lows and sometimes they would last a longer time and other like they would last days and other times it could change within a day you know within within the hour
0: yeah within the hour yeah
1: No, it was yeah. I didn't really get the bipolar one, bipolar two diagnosis, but it was just that's those were my symptoms, and and it didn't matter if I was depressed or not. The suicidal thoughts were all the time.
0: Yeah, it's such a (laughs) awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, being perfectly happy and then having these
1: really, really warped dark thoughts. Yes. it it was just it occupied such a part of my mind all the time that it was something i was always trying to drown out and trying to distract myself from and just be aware of and just not pay attention but it takes a lot of mental energy
0: yeah and you're exhausted because you're trying to keep going and and be positive and work and be a mom or or whatever and it's uh, and the the prescriptions seem to, like a person, let's say a, a person that has schizophrenia, uh, it it never is, after a while your body gets immune to it type of thing or builds up a, a what I, I guess. Yeah, so
1: the, the, the prescriptions in the beginning were, I think, Zoloft and Celexa, but I couldn't take them for more than like a couple of days. They caused me insomnia, dry mouth, they triggered manic episodes. They were terrible. I couldn't take them. Oh my goodness. So, I, I just went on nothing for a while until my mom took me up to Cal for a, to see like a naturopath doctor that specialized in mental health. Okay. And he put me on lithium and tryptophan because he just wanted to find natural something to like get me going. And honestly these things were supposed to only be a temporary Thing and then I was supposed to come back and reassess later. Mm-hmm. And so he changed my diet, like, and my diet, my vitamins, lots of B vitamins, and and then yeah, the lithium and tryptophan. But the lithium I found just dulled me right out. Yeah. like it was really hard to carry on. My like I was extremely creative and energetic, and it was the lithium just it stole a part of me.
0: <laughs> Shapers.
1: And That's so, yeah, so you I had, ended up, you know, for about sixteen years. Oh I moved my! To after, after that, <laughs> I right. moved out to Vancouver Island from
0: from Lethbridge, Alberta. I was oh. born in Minnesota, Alberta and lived in Lethbridge, and then moved out here, and I never went back to a doctor about it. Yes. For a long time. So so, and, so you found the naturopathic doctor that you ended up seeing in uh on vancouver island uh had a different approach well, that,
1: was, that was in Cal, that was in calgary that i saw that doctor
0: oh in calgary alberta
1: yeah, okay i grew up in calgary to see that specialist when i was living in lethbridge mm-hmm. but, yeah I, so i took my prescription and i just when i moved out here i just kept taking it and so they would do blood work to make sure my levels were correct with the lithium but honestly it never fixed anything Like, I still had depression. I still had mania, I still had suicidal thoughts. Hmm. Like, they were still there, but I was still taking this medication, just hoping and thinking that this would help, and it really wasn't helping. Like, it didn't actually stop anything from happening. All it did was make my body reliant on it, almost.
0: Yes, yeah. It sort of uh, sedates you a bit, I think, the lithium... Right? Uh, maybe. Yeah,
1: it's the dated part of me. But yes. It's not the part that was, you know, had mania and depression. Right. It dulled down the other part of me that didn't need to be dulled
0: down. So, yeah. Gee, I'm so sorry you're going through that. It's a uh, mental illness, uh, and I don't even like to say that. We all, I think, have a bit of mental illness. We all have something, you know. Uh, whether it's PTSD or childhood trauma or, you know, in a bad relationship and we suffer with whatever, but also, you know, the mental illness such as depression, schizophrenia, bipolar, and the list goes on. It's so sad that there. it's too bad there isn't enough monies and research into that where you could just take something and you could be back to your normal, everyday happy self, you know, without the other things sort of being suppressed a little bit, but not really taken care of that you still with a person with bipolar still has to go through, um, manic episodes. Well,
1: then it's, it's interesting you say that because when, when the time came for me, like when I was, I was dealing with, you know, mental health problems and physical health problems, And I really had to do some soul searching to figure out where I was going to go in life from there. Yeah, I can just
2: in my mind I always knew that I wanted to study, you know, traditional medicine. Right. I've always found it very interesting, and so that's that's kind of where
1: I went from there. It was trying to find the right programs, the right courses, the right school to to learn
0: this. So you didn't sit back and do the. Plum syndrome, poor little old me syndrome. You you decided to take control and take charge of your life and rechange your life. So how did you do that, Lindsay? I mean, that's two major things going on in your, major issues going on in your life. You had pain from a, a roofing accident, and you have bipolar that you were diagnosed with, and you just said, "Kate, okay, let's look into this further. How am I going to fix this?" On your own how did you yeah. do that
1: yeah so um yeah after looking for a lot of different places to study i i went to an, on online schooling but i found uh the wild rose college of natural healing was where i started okay and because they would do correspondence like you could go to the school yourself but i needed something i could do from home like you know i wasn't terribly mobile at that point to be able to yeah, get of and, and you know, not having the use of my right arm, everything was going to be a bit tricky mm-hmm. to do. So that's where I started, and it was it was great to have that purpose to know that like I decided what I was going to do. Just having my focus on where I was going to go from there. Yes, and I wasn't sure like you know where I was going to end up in the end and what I was going to learn, but. It was great to have that that main goal and that really gave me uh, a sense of purpose like i said and it energized me it really did but you know mentally i've never been that great at studying i've never my focus was not so not Mm -hmm. so spot on. like it took a lot of mental energy to get going with that with all the reading and all the exams and stuff and i studied everything from pathology to biology and biochemistry um, anatomy and physiology um, advanced nutrition advanced um, herbology and and more like it was just it was incredible what i was learning and yeah. right away with just like the herbology 101 yeah. right away i was coming across medicine that the descriptions were kind of blowing my mind like with what they were used for i'm yeah. like how is nobody using this for all these things? It just—it was so eye-opening when I came across this medicine. So immediately I got into just using, trying everything I could out on myself.
0: Oh, that's wonderful! But isn't that how our indigenous peoples first—you know—they would use uh, milk thistle. They would use uh, any any of the the grasses, what we call maybe some weeds that are outside. Uh, to heal everything themselves.
1: We is, is, is everything we call weeds is medicinal.
0: Everything. I truly <laughs> believe that, and I think it's because there's not enough money, maybe, for pharmaceutical companies to, to capitalize you patent,
1: on. You cannot patent nature. So yeah, I
0: they think like so. To
1: synthesize the version that they can patent.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm not against pharmaceutical companies, but I, because I, I take thyroid pills, I had thyroid cancer, I take. Uh, you know, if my arthritic pain is really bad, I'll take naproxen, uh, and I. So I'm not against. I I take blood pressure pills. I had open heart surgery a year ago, uh, but I still believe in natural medicines as well, and and the herbs and that are out there. The grasses, the weeds, the whatever, uh, Saint John's Wort, etc. So let's talk about now. You have this motivation, this goal you're discovering a whole new world, more or less, of natural healing. So what did you start to take to kind of fix things with yourself, let's say?
1: So right away, my favorite herb, and I've talked about this before, was Skullcap.
0: Oh, Skullcap, okay.
1: You can buy it on like most natural health store shelves. It's just like you can get it as a loose tea. Or a tincture in the tea form, like there's a the company tradition.
0: And you were talking about skull cap.
1: <laughs> yes. So I was saying that I was using the skull cap tincture therapeutically, and
0: right away <clears throat> I noticed relief with my with my pain. Oh. And so did you? So- sorry to interrupt, but where do you get skull cap? From anyway, from the health food store you were saying, or
1: yeah. So skullcap tincture, like most health food stores, um, sell it as you know, just a tonic for anxiety and stress.
0: Okay, is it
1: tension and stuff like that?
0: Oh, is it a plant skullcap?
1: Yeah. So skullcap is a plant. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a shrub that's got some purplish blue flowers that kind of. The flower itself resembles sort of like a skullcap.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, because I thought, geez, that's a strange name. I've heard of it, but I never really asked about it too much because I thought, okay, it's one of these weird herbs, you know. So when you started taking skullcap, was it a tincture you were taking it as? Yeah, so I
1: enjoyed it as the tincture, and I also enjoyed it as the tea. The tea I could enjoy in the evening. Mm-hmm. And the tincture I would take throughout the day.
0: And it you noticed a decline in your pain?
1: Yes, immediately.
0: Immediately? Like,
1: immediately, like within 20 minutes of taking it.
0: Unbelievable.
1: And so, yeah, I kept I kept taking this. And so I started, like, logging what I was doing, how much I was taking for myself, because it says not to take more than, I think it was like two milliliters, right. two mils. Three, you know, okay, to four, or five times a day, right? So, I was, I was kind of experimenting on myself with how much I could take because if you take too much, you could cause, you know, some stupor or some like giddiness, some muscle twitching. You know, you could end up, you know, giving yourself some funny side effects. Okay. <laughs> but the, the one thing I've found with herbal medicine is like, if your body really needs it it gets utilized in a different way than if you're just taking something that you don't need. If you take something you don't need, you can end up with different effects. Yes. So since I really, really needed it, I was going up to a, like much higher doses way more often. Mm-hmm. And I did this for a uh, three months and then assessed everything again and permanently the pain had gone down from like you know 10 every day to down to like a seven six after three months
2: oh
0: my gosh that is quite a difference and Mm -hmm. such a relief for you my goodness so you just you just concentrated on using on using a skull cap then
1: yeah i kept using that and like i still i was still experimenting with other herbs and things like that for and other tinctures for helping me focus, helping relieve anxiety, helping, um, you know, even out my energy and things like that. Like I came across a lot of different things that I was really excited for. So the cap, after six months of using it, I would say about 80% of my pain was gone.
0: Oh, that is almost miraculous when you think of it. And it it grows from the ground in the bush, let's say. (laughs) Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. After a year, I would say, like, my pain was nearly non-existent, like 99% of my pain was gone. I think the rest of it, I had to work through mentally.
0: I see. Yeah.
1: Just like like letting go emotionally and and processing things, which is another thing that I do for processing to help relieve pain. And it's amazing how it works, but that's a whole other
0: realm. What did you take for anxiety then, Lindsay?
1: So for anxiety, um, I got a little bit into orthomolecular medicine, oh. and, and I'll be honest, like the skull cap helps with anxiety as well. Okay. So everything that I was doing was helping not only with the physical pain that I was dealing with, but also with bipolar.
2: Oh, so so
1: like little thing that I did gave me relief and it just layered one thing on top of the next.
0: So again so, that's holistic healing by using orthomolecular medicine. Is that so what yeah, so
1: just using things that naturally occur in our bodies.
0: Basically. Oh, okay. So is that what you mean by orthomolecular?
1: That's what I that's exactly what I mean, It's just using substances, natural substances like minerals and vitamins. Things like that that we already need in our body that are already made in our body that already occur in our food that we need. Okay. So balancing those things, for example, like like the B vitamins that I said I took for a while. So I started really getting into that yeah. and looking to what does what, and there were it was very interesting to see all of the direct. Um, the direct side effects of not having the right amounts of these vitamins
0: in our body. Yeah, because I just take I just take a bowl full of vitamins and supplements every day. Yeah. I, and I'm thinking, okay, I've got my C, my D, my E, my B's, <laughs> and yeah. then I, now as I'm aging, I want to take the collagen, the turmeric, <laughs> and yeah. so on. Lose weight, I'll take cinnamon. But I mean, I'm just taking it like willy nilly, like without anyone saying, okay, you're taking too many, too much D, you're taking too much E, let's say, because we don't know anything like that. And we not other than paying out of pocket for a naturopathic doctor, let's say, we don't really know who to talk to. So is this what you do then, Lindsay, since you helped yourself with your pain and your anxiety and bipolar diagnosis is how, is this what you do now for a living?
1: Yes. So what I do now, it it all came, it all stemmed from healing myself. So I am happy to report that after all of the things that I went
0: through um, with healing myself, I've been bipolar free for over five years. Bipolar free for over five years. I'm I'm just taking...
1: Had no bipolar for over
0: five years. My God, that would be a miracle for for our daughter, uh, because it's it's a tough. I I pray for her every day, and it's a tough thing to go through. Uh, and this would be amazing if she could reach out to you or anyone who suffers with any kind of mental illness. Uh, what what? so you've been bipolar free for over five years and how about the pain that you had from your roofing accident it is completely gone oh I am, my god i'm
1: 100 percent functional again. um i can do like i can do heavy lifting obviously i'm not going back to roofing because
2: you yeah. know
1: throwing a 90 pound bundle over my shoulder and climbing up a ladder just doesn't really Interest me. I can see that having a bit more of an impact on me. Yeah, I'm I put
0: yourself through
1: in that. is myself, but uh, but as far as everything else goes, like it's it's been incredible. I still feel some like hip abnormalities a little bit, but mm-hmm. at the same time, doing proper exercises to have my muscles support my body. Yeah, as long as my muscles are strong, it helps. It supports my hip. So. Yeah. And I, and I have an arsenal of great herbal medicine and anti-inflammatories and things like
0: that to help me along the way. So, That's right. So now, your job, you, you created a new business. Yeah. Um, and let's, let's talk about that, and how can people reach out to you, and, and what would be the costs involved?
1: So, so what I do is I, I work with people one-on-one okay. for a minimum of six months at a time okay because it, it takes at least six months to make really noticeable change yeah and that's one thing i've noticed is that when i first started my practice some people would come to me like oh i need help with this and this and i'd give them one or two things and say okay get started with that and then we'll move on to the next thing well they kind of st- sort of try the thing and they tr- sort of take it or they sort of do yeah. it and, oh it's not really working and then they kind of fall off and like yeah. oh, really great. it's like. So what I've done is developed sort of a program way of working with people, so that they get accountability with me. Right. So, yeah. So I work with people one on one. We meet every single week, and oh. go over everything they're working on their symptoms, and I develop personalized medicine. Okay. A personalized reg- regimen for them based on whatever it is they're trying to overcome, whether it's a mental illness, I think it's physical illness, both, chronic pain, whatever it is, and they get access to me every day um, through you know WhatsApp communications. So if they have any questions, so I can re- work remotely with people, and I have yes, over, talk to people all over the world. So
0: so you help people all over the world,
1: and, and whatever you need, I just mail to them. So all of there, if they require supplements with minerals, with vitamins, uh, herbal medicine, everything gets developed and curated here, and then I send it to them, so they have everything they need.
0: Okay, uh, so they're and then, yeah assess so everything. They they can they also just go to their own health food store to purchase. Let's say if they wanted skull cap, let's say, or do you have your own formula?
1: Yeah, so I make it myself. Okay. And uh, like you could, but you'd end up paying a lot more. Oh,
0: so you're you're more you're. More I ch- mean,
1: like obviously, if somebody just wants to go out and buy skull cap right now, yeah, and use it, do it, go, go for it. Yeah. But to to, to if you would like like working with me, um, I keep a very close eye on everything, and I adjust what you take uh, very closely based on your symptoms. Okay. And so I work with a lot of other tinctures as well. I do, like I said, personalized medicine to level everything out, to heal and to balance. So I work in a few different realms. So number one is healing the nervous system, okay. which has been incredibly important for all types of healing. And I do that through the medicine, as well as through exercises. So breathing exercises, meditation exercises, and and yeah there's herbal
0: tinctures as well so your your tinctures are a lot you're saying are are less uh inexpensive compared to let's say going to the grocery store herbal section kind of thing uh and it you make them formulated for your cus your client let's say Uh, so how much would it cost let's say if today someone were to sign up because they're they, too, fell off a roof or they were in a, uh, in a bad car accident. What so, would...
1: I, I generally, uh, if somebody wants to work with me, what they could do is contact me through Instagram or, or through Facebook. And what we do is I would set up a call to get to know a lot more about their situation first. Hmm. So, yeah, I would like to really get to know everything that they're dealing with. And then through that... I would develop their personalized path. Okay. To get them from where they are now and find out where exactly they would want to get to. Right. After that six months or a year, some people choose to work with me longer. But for that six months, I yeah, before I can determine anything, it would it's kind of on an individual case by case basis. And so, that yeah, would
0: that would include exactly
1: where they are now, where they would like to get to, and. Develop their own personalized journey for that,
0: right? And and what they can afford, I guess, right? You're you're compassionate that way, or?
1: Um, so what Do you... I've done is I've actually set up a GoFundMe because I have spoken with people in some countries that just, you know, the what they make yeah. in one month doesn't, you know, even equate to what we make here in a day, right? So to help people in that way, I have set up a GoFundMe that is, um, yeah, holistic healing for mental health and bipolar disorder. Oh. If anyone would like to look it up and donate, yep. you yeah. can look that up, Lindsay Ranson or Lindsay Ranson. Yeah, healing, holistic healing for mental health and bipolar disorder, or yep. mental illness and bipolar disorder.
0: Okay, so for people that. Can't afford. Well, yeah,
1: that, that can't afford the program. That's, that's the way we do it with that. Yeah. But anything else, like I, I can guarantee results. If someone signs up for the program, you, it's important to be able to
2: really commit to it. Because if you just do one
1: or two things, you know, you get a little bit of results.
2: Yes. One or two things here, you get a little bit of results. But I like to work with people that are fully committed to getting exactly where they want to go and they're willing to take part and trust me and do the things that I suggest that do the things that I say work because I yeah like I said I really like to see people succeed yeah
0: so are we looking at like a hundred dollars or so a month or more or is it like case by case just
1: case by case okay yeah like I said I don't like to no, I don't. If I put my price out there right now. Yeah, that's the way it kind of stays. Yeah, and think is constantly evolving with people on a case by case basis. So I, I don't want to say no, you know, what it would cost, like in this way, because like it's everybody's situation is different.
0: That's right. And, the, and so this would be for the audience that might say to me, well, how come you didn't ask her how much your services cost? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because I will get those comments. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure so. Now that we've cleared that up, if you're uh, really... Oh,
1: yeah, it's a to, to to take a call with me. It is it is free to find out okay. what it costs for them. <laughs> like, you don't have to pay to find out or anything like that. It's, you yeah. can schedule a call with me, and that way I can learn about you. I right, learn about where you are, what you need, and go from there.
0: So, again, for our audience, uh, if you're suffering with... Uh, physical pain, emotional pain, or bipolar, mental health issues, anything uh, of that nature, please reach out to Lindsay. Uh, The first call with her is free. Uh, You can explain your situation to her. And uh, your title is a holistic healer. And uh, I've got a whole pile of notes here. And yeah, mindset, mindset coach. coach, mindset coach. You specialize in healing uh, mental and physical illnesses as well as nerve pain and pain disorders. Now let's uh, let's talk about how can people reach out to you, Lindsay? Yeah.
1: So the easiest way to reach out to me is through Instagram or Facebook. Um, okay. Instagram is probably the easiest one. Just send me a message. Send me a DM. Um, you can look me up on my website. Uh, I do have all of my information, my phone number, everything there as well at Misty Mountains Holistic Therapy. CA.
0: Okay, so I'm going to repeat. Uh, some...
1: Yeah, it's still just through Instagram at cough, P O F F, dot Lindsay Ranson, L I N D S A Y R A N S O
0: N. Okay, so to repeat. Uh, to reach out to Lindsay uh, Ranson on Instagram. It's P-O-F-F, which was her maiden name, by the way. So P-O-F-F dot L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-R-A-N-S-O-N. And then on Facebook, uh, Facebook, you'll have to give me that one again then, Lindsay. Yeah,
1: so Facebook is Misty Mountains Holistic oh. Therapy.
0: Misty Mountains with an S holistic yep. therapy. Okay, and so, is that that's on Facebook?
1: That's on Facebook, and if it's all right, I would like to add a little bit about. Um, what I help people do just yes
0: oh yes for sure we're we're certainly not done this podcast that's okay. for sure <laughs> I'm so fascinated with first of all your story I usually start off with you know where were you born and, and your family and completely forgot about that because I was just so fascinated with your story uh, how and the pain that you went through and now how you've healed yourself from that and you're doing to me God's work by, by offering to help people uh, heal from pain. And then the GoFundMe is just another wow for me, just the, the kindness that you exude for, for people. It's so wonderful. But yes, just uh, speak away. Just let, let's hear. <laughs> okay. So
1: to explain a, a bit of the mindset uh, coaching, like that, that was one of the big, big parts of healing. And uh, so I maybe think back to when I was first injured and how I couldn't wrap my head around just, you know, healing myself with really? myself. Like I was always looking for an outside force to help heal me. Yeah. And so finding a healing mindset is one of the, biggest pillars in healing anything just accepting and recognizing that our bodies have the ability to heal themselves
0: I've heard that I don't 100% know if I could do that with my body I would love to with the pain and my arthritis
1: you (laughs) do heal Like when you think about it like you could cut your hand right open and you, you know you can push it back together put a band-aid on it and your body mends that tissue
0: oh that's true
1: yeah and you don't have to think about it you don't have to think oh quick heal your hand heal your hand you know like gosh i wish i could heal my hand it's like we just expect it right and so it's done right like, this is something that like, it's in our minds that we, we just we kind of take it for granted but there's been a lot of things where we're told you can't heal that oh that's going to be for life all oh, that's permanent and we're told these things over and over and over and it becomes ingrained in our mind that we cannot heal these things and so we don't
0: That's right. But
1: there's so many miraculous recoveries we call them or miracles. Yes. And with people would have, that have accidents that are just so horrific and so challenging and you know you can have two people that are relatively the same put them to the same accident and one person gets the encouragement of, like, you can do this. You can heal this. And they tell themselves over and over, I can come back from this. I can learn to walk again. I can heal this. I can regrow bones. I can regrow tissue. And they do. Mm-hmm. And another person that goes through the same accident, and they go, well, that's it for me. And they sit down and stay down. yeah, And they never recover. And yes. they feel that pain for the rest of their life. And that comes down to mindset.
0: To uh, yeah, positive mindset or positive manifestation that yeah. if you if you train your mind to believe that you're going to be fine, healed, no more pain, yeah, does that so that really like, works? Then is what you're saying.
1: It really does work. Your body takes signals from you, from your heart, from your mind, and what? we actually send out signals like to our body for healing, and this can be. This can be enhanced through prayer. This can be enhanced through connecting with the earth, uh, raising our vibrational frequency, <clears throat> becoming in tune with like, with the earth frequency.
0: All yeah. of these things, like frequency healing is amazing. Fre- frequency. And just telling yourself over and over, I'm injured, I'm hurt. This is forever. And you are sad and you are alone and you are like not in that healing mindset. It... Slows everything down. It makes it very hard to come back. Uh, so yeah, they they say uh, they they uh, people say, well, be positive and whatever. It, there is some truth to that, but if you have uh, this kind of pain in the back, let's say your pain in your back or any parts of your body, it is hard to separate your brain from your heart you you know if your heart's broken you'll feel pain in your head or elsewhere uh, so you're saying if you believe and you try to be positive your and manifest that positivity your brain actually can help heal parts of your body
1: mm-hmm. yeah and but that's that that is that's exactly what i'm saying and i, I completely understand that when you're in you know, the worst pain of your life, that thinking positively just, you know, pisses some people off. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't think yeah positive. I'm in a horrible pain. And I get that. I've been there. That's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to think of anything else <clears throat> besides just getting out of where you are. Yeah. And again, that's why I love working with herbs as well. And that's why I like to do things. <clears throat> full
0: circle we 've been talking a lot about physical pain. What about someone who is suffers with PTSD and you talked about bipolar mental illness that yeah. you 've helped cure yourself of that or heal yourself of that? but what about emotional pain uh, and that 's what I was trying to say, but it wasn't i wasn 't verbalizing it too well. I was told by a counselor once when i and I still am going through some family stuff that uh, you know, my heart was broken. So one of the counselors said to me, well, you can't separate your heart from your head. You can't separate your heart from your head. So if your heart is broken, your head feels sad, everything starts falling apart, more or less. And she was saying, you know, try to write down one or two positive things that you see, like beautiful snow coming down, let's say, or a bird at your window or so it was it was a good exercise for me to not get so much into my head like to work hard at looking at positivity and the little joys that are around us and yeah. so I, I really feel that what you said is you can't separate your if your heart is broken let's say or if you're in an abusive situation and you feel down it's hard to separate that broken heart from your head and then you end up with headaches and body pain and and all of this other kind of stuff so how do you help someone who could be in uh, suffering with let's say depression can, or can you help someone heal from that with the mindset therapy that you're talking about
1: yeah and absolutely and i with what you said about writing things down that it's just, it's so powerful to take things out of your mind and put them down on paper. It slows down the thought process and really starts to make sense of what we're thinking of in that moment.
2: Mm -hmm. But yeah, with the mindset coaching, it
1: really helps to shift our perspective onto what is important for us. What do we want in life? Like, what do we really want? Because oftentimes we find ourselves thinking about what we don't have, what we don't want, what we don't like. And that's where our mind stays. So then we end up getting more of what we don't want, what we don't like, and what is what is our pain. So one of the best tools I use to help people overcome these things is dealing with past events and past traumas.
0: Okay, so and that's where your mindset coaching comes into yeah, play, so play here I for, for your clients.
1: Yeah, so I help people process past traumas and events and they can be you know as little as just an interaction with somebody at one point in their life that just you know sits in the back of their mind and and you know has changed the way they see things like it it comes in very small shifts in perspective and yeah very small steps in dissolving past events that that have been
2: carried forward in their life yeah so the processing that I offer is extremely effective and like I have to say um I, I still use it on myself all the time yes and one of the processes that I ran a couple
1: weeks ago I had some back pain in the middle of my back and I'm like I can't believe this is happening like why would I have back pain right now like I haven't been doing anything particularly exhausting in any way like I'm just doing my regular thing I do my yoga every morning and do my Pilates I Everything's healthy. I'm active. Why am I having this pain in the center of my back? Mm-hmm. So I was running through one of the processes um, to help deal with like forces that I'm feeling because I was I was feeling a lot of pressure at that time. And after going through the the procedure of running this process, all of the pain in my back just dissipated in that moment when I finished the process.
0: So how did? Well, without taking away from your business practices, how did you process? Uh, it's, what,
1: it's just a series of questions that cause that encourage you to look within yourself for the answers.
0: Okay. And at the end, it just it
1: opens your mind to your own answers. And yeah, and the the thing that is bothering you just dissipates. Holy gee. So it's yeah it's just a it's just a series of questions that force you to look inwards yeah. to find your own answers and and it is it, like I said it is wildly effective and used for a long time and perfected by people and it's yeah it, it's it's really eye-opening and mind-blowing a little bit
0: yeah. When you when you graduated from this this program, did you receive a title as a, as a, let's say a social worker or a a naturopathic doctor or or so a counselor or what is your title?
1: The holistic therapy program. I'd be a holistic therapist. Okay. However, I've done many other things since that. Like the the orthomolecular medicine was outside of that and the processing um, that I've been learning and, uh, like all of the training for that has been separate. So everything's kind of added up to be this. Oh and
0: yes. Anyone that, in that field seems to keep adding on yeah. other things. <laughs> <I've> see, <laughs> it's, I don't think I'll ever stick learning now. It's kind of one of those
1: things where I went down the, the path and it's, it's just branched off to so many other things. And the reason I am not like calling myself a holistic therapist is that a lot of people just see the word therapist oh. and they just think like I've had a lot of people approach me and just like start talking like I'm a therapist. And I'm like, well, I work with many different therapies and, and we kind of see that therapies is just like talking therapies and things like that, which is important. And like I said, the processing is, is, you know, a form of talk therapy that is extremely effective. But the way I use medicine therapeutically, that's kind of where the holistic therapist part is kind of coming in is using things therapeutically, which just means using them yeah, more often and yeah <laughs> at specialized levels for people individually. So I like the title holistic healer better because it okay. really <laughs> it really encompasses what I do, which is it's all based on healing, healing and- mentally
0: healing emotionally, and healing physically. Yeah, well, that's definitely what I'll, I'll uh, write down on on the description of this podcast for sure. And uh, are there any, so where, let's just jump back a little bit. Where? So where is your family from? You said Alberta, what did your parents do for a living? And, and uh, they must be so proud of you for uh, getting into this field. But let's just jump back a little bit as to where you came from. Absolutely. So, um, my my family, my parents moved to Madison Hat, Alberta. Okay.
1: um, Before, yeah, before starting their family. And they came from Saskatchewan, as you
0: know, most people, a lot of people just, you know, start in Saskatchewan and just keep moving westward. (laughs) I've never heard of that, being an (laughs) Ontario. Everybody I talk to is from Alberta, and their family's from Saskatchewan.
1: like. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a ripple effect so oh that's so, so yeah, funny yeah they came from it's from Seanavan and Cart, Saskatchewan and they settled in Medicine Hat yeah. so that my mom go to the college there because she did her teaching degree oh good um, for her in and Medicine Hat so first we lived in the middle of the Medicine Hat and, uh, and then we moved to Lethbridge so she could attend the university there and so yeah my mom was a teacher okay. or was a teacher she's, she does uh she's a designer now of coats um,
0: oh good for her
1: uh, yeah and she's actually into herbal medicine as well now
0: <laughs> good <laughs> so good so her daughter's influence is rubbed she's, off she's on her
1: she's doing an iridology practice and that's something i do as well it's iridology okay she's, oh she's
0: an iridology practice and a uh, designer coat business now retired from teaching oh what's the name of her company
1: so her company for the coats is the jacket shop
0: the jacket shop, okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I right. love the yeah, name. <laughs> all the, um, the trade shows and things like that, and sells her designer coats and bags and things that are, are just great. Oh, man, they're beautiful.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So she must she must have retired as a teacher.
1: Yeah, she retired as a teacher. Yeah, She did that for quite so many years, and then, yeah, she uh, decided to get back into the thing. She was, you know, she's very artistic Some.
0: I don't think we ever really retire, I think a lot of us.
1: <laughs> yeah. How
0: about how about your dad, Lindsay?
1: So my dad uh is was he did trucking for a long time. He did long haul trucking when I was younger. Okay. Which was a lot of fun for me growing up. Like we'd take turns as kids going with him in his in his Peterbilt and he'd do long haul truck truck hauling down into the states, so we got to see a lot of cool places with him. Good. That's wonderful. Yeah, as we got older, he uh, worked closer to home, doing hauling cattle and what he's hauled everything under the sun.
0: So he uh, worked yeah. at a at a ranch then hauling cattle.
1: Uh, no, he he had his own truck. He, oh, yeah, his, his own like owner operator truck. So he had a Peterbilt truck, like a big rig. Okay. And he would
0: yeah haul for various companies, hauling various things. But yeah, he owned his own truck and good for him. Yeah, worked
1: worked all over the place.
0: So are they still in Alberta?
1: Yep, they're still in Lethbridge and uh, yeah my dad works for a custom chrome shop now. Oh. He's
0: started <laughs> a custom chrome shop. Oh. Uh, it's LMC trucks. It's so cool the trucks that they build. Oh my gosh. Like the... my dad does sales stuff because it's it's yeah he's been he would get a new
1: truck every every few years, and he would customize the the shit out of it. He would just customize everything, and was so cool. That so, is yeah, so amazing. Have a fit for right now, to to stop doing the laborious hauling, but just do yeah help people with their custom truck work.
0: That's amazing. And how about siblings or for your do you have any siblings?
1: Yeah, I've got two sisters and a brother. And uh, my brother is the oldest. He lives in Lethbridge with his wife and two kids.
0: Mm -hmm. My older sister actually lives up in Fort McMurray. Okay. She she
1: is a doctor of Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Oh, wow. She started a clinic up there called Higher Health.
0: Okay, Higher Health in in Lethbridge. Uh, No, Fort McMurray. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: Alberta. Mm-hmm. So she
1: started out doing massage, and then yeah, she's just kept going with everything, and it's really incredible what she does. And now she's focusing more on uh on helping women with fertility with her acupuncture. Oh and, yes. Uh, and doing, she's a doula as well, so she's doing a lot of birthing um, stuff with her business, and
0: it's it's just incredible where she's come to now. She okay. she owns the clinic that she started. She's that's nice.
1: Yeah, Are doing everything and
0: it's very good. That's wonderful. And you're married with one child. Then I
1: we were yeah, talking
0: about yeah. Yeah,
1: my great husband Jeff. He is a crane operator here in Victoria. He he runs a, an enormous mobile crane. Oh my goodness! <laughs> crane. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty wild what he does. I love watching it.
0: Oh, and from a distance. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, <laughs> I have, I've got to run the crane a little bit. Like it's not for this company, but like when he's brought a crane home to you know, when we were building a shop on our property. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool.
0: <laughs> that is cool, and you have a, a three-year-old daughter, and and yeah. she. Oh, yeah, it's it's so it's wonderful. Great. Yeah. I when I talked with you uh a while back, you know, I could I could hear her. <laughs> she sounds
1: like such a sweetheart. Oh, she's like she she just wants to play all the time. Yeah. When you were hearing she was just like she was just ready to play. She
2: just Mom Mom Come play
0: <laughs> She knows yeah. what she wants at three years old. <laughs> oh I'm my she goodness. People
1: just wanna play ponies. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: so you must be one busy person with your business
1: yeah yeah but it's like it's exactly what I wanted to be doing so that is wonderful from home, like I've got my office kind of separate inside my house here and it's it's exactly
0: where I wanted to be when I kind of set out on my journey mm-hmm. um so it's it's I'm very grateful I'm extremely grateful to be where I am right now with what I have and like, yeah, I, yeah, and I I love that you say you're very grateful. I always have a motto: do what pleases God, uh, you know, do God's work, and it's not that uh, you know, I encourage other people to think like me, but I always feel you know grateful uh, and try to be good and try to help others when you can and. It you never know, like maybe with this podcast, hopefully we can help others. Maybe they can reach out to you or any of the subjects that I talk about with other people that could help someone or someone else. And uh, with your work, you're doing wonderful work. And, and uh, I love the idea that you have a GoFundMe for people that might struggle with affording this kind of healing, that they absolutely would need uh but that you're you turned your sorrow and your pain into something positive and you decide and then you decided to help others so i commend you for that and i'm proud of you lindsay just for being such a good person thank you so much Uh,
1: i really appreciate that and uh yeah it's looking back like I always thought that I'd be, when I started my holistic healing journey and holistic um, studies, Yes, I was thinking I was going to help people just with, you know, digestive problems and skin problems and, you know, just healing from injuries a little bit. But like this whole mental health journey and seeing what is possible, being told, you know, like I said, these are permanent things
2: that people have to live with for the rest of their lives and learning that that is not the case. Yeah. It doesn't you know, all these things that said this is permanent, this is forever, and and it kinda it really opened my mind to what is possible and to be able to share that with the world, I'd like to really
1: change the way we view mental health and mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. Because we're not I don't believe there's enough resources for people to get real help. We we mask these things, yeah, we medicate these things. We end up with more side effects. We end up with long-term damage. Like for me, it was liver and kidney damage. And I just, it's just not a great way of moving forward. And I really like to see in the future, this be the way that people, like everyone had access to this sort of treatment. Yeah. But like, you know right now, like I'm not sure how many other people in the world are doing what I'm doing, but it would be wonderful to see. I'm just going to throw it out there in the universe. I would love to see in the
0: future being able to teach this to other people so that the reach can be a lot greater around the world for people to have this type of healing. And you would be teaching them, well who knows how, everything can be done online nowadays so you could be teaching it from a a college that you start from your home Uh, and why not? And I just judging from our conversation, I can see you doing this someday. <laughs> I think this is wonderful. Well, it's been an absolute joy to talk with you today, Lindsay. And uh, again, for our audience uh, worldwide, if you want to reach out to Lindsay on Instagram, you can find her at poff.lindsay. Ransom R A N S O N so POF.lindsey ransom on Instagram. Facebook it is Misty Mountains Holistic Therapy. And that is also the name of your website, but with a dot CA Misty Mountains Holistic and I think we pretty well covered how they can get a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> other than walking to your funny. house and knocking on your door <laughs>
1: hey well, you know what i think yeah i think my phone number and address might even still be on their website oh. when i was working locally when they actually had people <laughs> coming to see me
0: in person so i'm like i think it's time to update my website a
1: little <laughs> yeah, bit but i know we so,
0: get so busy all <laughs> so. righty well you take good care and thank you so much for being my guest and uh I, I really appreciate you reaching out to me. I've, I've learned a lot, and I'm really proud of you. I just think the work that you're doing is just beautiful, and it's wonderful, and you're helping others, and uh, you've learned from what you went through, and you didn't just keep it to yourself. You You, you went even further to learn even more. So there's no, no excuse to not, to, to not educate yourself on this, and you don't need to sit in pain. You know, there's, there's help out there for our audience. So uh, please reach out to Lindsay. She's a wonderful, kind, beautiful person. So uh, you take good care, Lindsay, and have a wonderful day. Thank you again.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure getting to talk with you. So, oh, well, thank, thank- you. So-
0: much. You're so welcome.
2: You. Take care. Bye now.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.